Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Ayasha Ministries Let's Wrap Podcast. Today, I want to take the time to give a special thanks to all of those who celebrated with us on last month. For those of you who may not be aware, Yasha Ministries celebrated 23 years of existence, as well as our Let's Wrap Podcast is celebrating our fourth year. On last month, we gave away gifts for the entire month through our Facebook page. At the conclusion of almost every one of our Let's Wrap episodes, I always tell you to please, 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 please go to our Facebook page and join us. Be a part of our Facebook family. It is there that we bless those who support this ministry. From time to time, we have what's called a supporters giveaway. Throughout the entire month of September, we gave away gifts every Sunday to two blessed winners throughout the entire month. So if you're interested in being considered or being able to take part in our supporters Let's Wrap giveaway drawings, you have to go to Facebook to make your presence known. All you have to do is listen, like, comment, or share. As long as I know you're there, your name will be entered into our future drawings. Or maybe you're just curious about the face behind the voice on this podcast. If so, you have to go to Facebook. You also now have the ability to join us on YouTube. That's right. Yasha Ministry Walker is on YouTube. Please go to YouTube and subscribe. For those of you who may be joining us for the very first time, welcome. I am Elder Shanina Walker. And today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be covering a brand new series entitled, What Matters? Now let's wrap. I must admit, I was a little conflicted about speaking on this particular subject. But even as a child, I have never been one to sit quietly by the sidelines. Even more so as a believer, I believe in these last and evil days like never before. Now is the time to cry loud and spare not. I believe as a believer, whether you're white or black, if ever there was a time we should be silent no more, now is the time. But what we cannot afford to do is do it in a destructive way. We have to do it in a way that provokes change and not just change in policies or procedures or in a system, but most importantly, we should want to see change in the hearts of men. It's not hard to turn the news today and look around and see that many are calling for system reform. Many are saying the system is broken, but we all know this system, this world system is operating the way it was designed to, to benefit those who set it up way back when. Now, as a believer, we know that this world is broken. Why? Because it operates under the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan. We talked about this in our previous podcast on the episode entitled World Turned Upside Down. Our scripture today is going to be coming from John, the 16th chapter and the 33rd verse. When we look at our scripture today, it is clearly telling us in the 33rd verse, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. In other words, you're going to have trouble. But Jesus himself in this verse is telling us that we don't have to fear. We don't have to worry or we don't have to be afraid. Why? He says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Our Savior, our Prince of Peace, our Deliverer, our King of Kings our Lord of Lords, our way maker, our lily of the valley, our beginning and our end, our living word. He has already overcome this world. 
So what exactly is Jesus telling us? He's telling us as a believer, no matter what's going on around us, we should remain in peace. We are in this world, but we are not of it. So the question is, how do we remain in this world, but not find ourselves becoming a part of it? Right now, there's a debate going on. There's a conflict going on about what matters. Do black lives matter more or white lives matter more? And depending on what lens you're looking through, you will get your answer. It has always been my belief that all lives matter, but all lives are not in danger. At this time, just black lives. However, even though I believe all lives matter, some do not. So at this point, we have to make it known, least some forget that black lives matter also. I even had scripture to support my belief. It's interesting how we always can find a scripture to support what it is that we believe in. My scripture came from Matthew, the 18th chapter and the 12th verse. And it reads, what do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the 99 on the hill and go search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, Truly, I tell you, he rejoices more over that one sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. I was all set, scripture and all, to back up my belief. It wasn't that the 99 were not just as important, but they were not the ones that were in danger. They were not the ones that were lost, right? Okay, let me take a minute to be transparent. I must admit, seeing the injustice afflicted upon my people, People of color, the same color as me, no matter how saved I proclaim to be, had me feeling some kind of way. I really had to pray and pause, then pray again and pause. And just when I thought that all the civil unrest was calming down, just when I thought that justice might just be served, it happens again and again and again. Then, as in the words of Apostle Paul, I went back to God and I prayed thrice concerning this thing and paused. I have to pause. It's important that we take a pause to hear him speak, that we not get so wrapped up in our own emotions or the things that's going on around us that we don't allow God the opportunity to speak in the midst of our uh, turmoil or in the midst of our troubles. As always, without fail, God gave me my answer. And rest assured, I'm going to give that same answer to you today. What matters? God said to me emphatically, without any hesitation, souls matter. That's right. You heard me clearly. What matters? Souls matter. God let me know very clearly. Shanina, the truth of the matter is your color doesn't matter. Black nor white, regardless of how you feel, as a believer, you don't have that luxury. It just doesn't matter. Regardless to what you've been through, regardless to the injustice you may have suffered growing up in a Southern state in Southeast Georgia, regardless to how they treat you, regardless to how they look at you, it just doesn't matter. I was like, Lord, you don't care about black or white? He said, that's right, I don't see color. I see souls. And Shanina, if you're kingdom minded, you should not look at a person for their outward appearance, but you should be able to look beyond their outer appearance and see their soul. First Samuel, the 16th chapter and the seventh verse lets us know that God sees not as man sees 
For man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. We have to go beyond their color and see their souls. I know from experience, if you're not careful, we can easily find ourselves operating in our emotions or our flesh and not the spirit. And unfortunately, when we're walking around in our emotions and our flesh, all we're able to see is the color of a person's skin and not the fact that they are more than their outer appearance. Where the African, Caucasian, Asian, Latino, Indian, no matter what nationality, no matter what the color of their skin, we all have one thing in common. We are all a living soul. So for someone who may be confused, to make it extremely clear, my answer from God was, if you're his child, if you are born again believer, black, white, or other, neither life matters more. Why? Because the bottom line is, our lives are not our own. The Bible tells us in Matthew the 16th chapter and the 25th verse, for whosoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whosoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it. That is life with me for all eternity. God is telling us clearly in this scripture that if you wish to save your life in this world, if you do everything you know how to try to hang on to this world system, to the life of this world, to the material things in this world, you're going to lose your life through death. But those who lose their life in this world for his name's sake will find it. We will have everlasting and eternal life in him. In other words, if our life is hidden in Christ, he will keep us from the consequences of sin and separation from God. But we have to be hidden in Christ. In other words, if you are listening to me right now, again, I say you are not your own. You have been bought with a price. And that price is the blood of Jesus. Therefore, your life is not your own. Many of us are still hung up on the fact that our ancestors were once slaves to another race. We can't seem to get past the fact of all the brutality and all the images in our head of the hanging and all the injustice and the mistreatment of our people. Many of us are angry and still outraged at the atrocity that was inflicted upon us. And for this reason, you hold fast to the belief system that you will never be a slave to anyone. Well, I got news for you. Unfortunately, it's already too late. You are already a slave. Slavery still exists. Why do I say that? Because you were born a slave. Whether white or black, we are all slaves. How do I know? Because Psalms 51 and 5 tells us, he says, behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. In other words, what exactly is David saying? He's saying, I was born a slave. I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. What am I talking about? I'm talking about nobody had to teach you to do wrong. You were born in sin. We inherited sin. It is a corrupt nature that leads us to death. From the day we enter into this sinful world, our fleshly nature is a slave to sin. We were born into it. David said, I've been shaped in iniquity, meaning wicked acts. They just come natural. That's why we have to daily crucify our flesh. Someone may be asking the question, well, Elder Walker, what does this have to do with me being a slave? I said that to say this, we are all slaves. You're either going to be a slave to sin or you're going to be a slave to God. Either way, you're going to have a master. The question is, 
or the question you should be asking yourself is who's your master and what payment will you receive? Romans 6, 20 and 23 tells us in the past, you were a slave to sin and goodness did not control you. You did evil things and now you are shame of them. Those things only bring death, but now you are free from sin and have become a slave of God. This brings you a life that is only for God. And this gives you life forever. The payment for sin is death, but God gives us the free gift of life forever in Jesus Christ, our Lord. In conclusion, what exactly is God saying to us in this verse? He's saying that when we lived in the past, because we were born in sin, because we were shaped in iniquity, because we came in this world in a sinful state, we lived as slaves to sin. We did whatever sin told us to do. There was no goodness in us. Goodness did not control you. Sin controlled you. Whatever your master, the master of sin told you to do, you did it. Whatever our flesh dictated, whatever desires of our heart wanted, we did it. The Bible tells us our heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it except Christ? That's why we can't follow what our heart says and do everything that we think our heart won't because our heart is deceitfully wicked. He went on to say, we did things that we are now ashamed of. Those things only bring death. So we know that sin is going to pay you in death. We know there are some things that we did before we got saved, before we became believers that ain't nobody going to ever know about, but us, God, and the devil. Some things we are so ashamed of, we will never tell those testimonies and rightly so. I want you to know today, don't let anybody fool you. If you have not accepted Christ as your personal savior, you are a slave to sin. The enemy, Satan, Beelzebub, he is your master and sin is controlling your life. But he goes on to tell us that there is good news because in that 22nd verse of Romans, the sixth chapter, he goes on to say, but now you are free from sin. So you're no longer in bondage of sin. Sin has no more dominion over you. Sin is no longer controlling your life. We have brought sin under subjection of the power of the blood of Jesus. We have become now a slave to God. So either way, you see, you're going to be a slave. You're going to be a slave to sin or you're going to be a slave to God. He said, this brings you a life that is only for God. When we become a slave to God, our life is all about God. This life is all about what God desires, what God wants. It's no longer about our feelings. It's no longer about our emotions. Why? Because our life is no longer our own. We've been bought with a price. Therefore, we have to glorify God in our body, which belongs to the Lord. Our life is no longer our own. Our eyes belong to God. Our ears belong to God. What we speak out of our mouth belongs to God. That's why we should speak life and not death. He goes on to tell us, and this gives you life forever. So when we accept God as our personal savior, as we invite Christ into our life, this life, this life is going to give us eternal life and we're going to live forever. So though we die from this world, because in this world, we shall have tribulations. And though we might die from this world, we will live for eternity. So we don't want to be living in sin. 
living a life that is dead to Christ and then turn around and die eternally from Christ. We want to be with God forever. He goes on to tell us in the 23rd verse that the payment for sin is death. So sin is going to pay you in death. There's a payment and a penalty for sin. Don't let nobody fool you and think that you're just getting by or you may be getting by, but you're not getting away because the Bible tells us that the payment of sin is death, but it goes on to tell us that the gift that God has for us, this gift is a free gift. It doesn't cost you nothing. You just come under to subjection under the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift. Christ already paid the price and the price was the blood that he shed on Calvary cross. In case you listen to me right now and you don't know it was that blood that paid the price and without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sin. So you ask the question again, what matters? Do black lives matter? Do white lives matter? I stopped by to tell you today that the only thing, hey, the only thing that matters to God is souls. And as believers, that should be the only thing that matters to us. We can't allow ourselves to get caught up in the system of this world, get caught up in the things that are going on around us. But we should take this opportunity to have a platform to go out and lift up the name of Jesus, to declare for God I live and for God I die. He said, if I be lifted up, that I would draw all men unto him. So our job as believers is to lift up the name of the Lord, to look beyond the man's out of appearance and begin to look at the condition of their hearts to see that there's a need for Christ in their lives. Now is the time like never before to cry loud and spare not. Now is not the time to be backing up. We can't be afraid. He tells us in his word once again that in this world we shall have tribulation, but we can be of good cheer. Why? Because he has overcome this world. So if somebody asks you today, what matters? Do black lives matter? Do white lives matter? I want you to look at them in their face and say, souls matter. That's what matters most. Where will we all spend eternity? Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this teaching. God, we ask that you would just forgive us for our sin, forgive us for our wrong thinking, God, our behaviors, God, how we have put ourselves up above one, above the other. God, none of us matter. God, you're the only, hey, shut out both sides. You're the only thing that matters. God, our souls matter to you. God, you look beyond all of our faults and you look inside of our innermost being and you see our needs. God, you don't look at our outer appearance. You don't look at the fact if we're white, if we're black, if we're Asian, if we're African. Uh, God, you don't look at the fact, oh God, that we're short or we're tall or we're fat or we're stout, God. You're not looking at any of that. God, but you're looking at the condition of our souls. God, you're looking at the seat of our hearts to see if your son Jesus is on the throne. God, we ask today that you would touch us, Father. Forgive us for our wrongdoing. God, we invite Christ in to take the seat of our souls, the seat of our hearts, oh God, that he might rule, oh God, and reign. God, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus also be in us. God, help us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Oh God, help us, oh Father. We need you like never before in these last and evil days. God, there's so much temptation, so much wickedness all around us. God, but you have not left us ignorant concerning the enemy's devices. God, help us to trust you ever the more. 
God, not to lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge you that you shall direct our path. God, teach us how to love with a God be loved. God, teach us how to look beyond the hate, the malice, the bigotry. God, help us to put on blinders, oh God, that we won't see, God, the evil around us, oh God, but we might seek your face and knowing, God, that you are bigger than anything that we can face. God, that they that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God, we know that you are our refuge. You are our fortress. In you, we shall trust. And God, we thank you. We praise you. We bless your holy name. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. I do hope you have enjoyed listening to part one, What Matters, Souls Matter. We want you to keep your eyes open for part two as we conclude this two-part series. As always, we want you to go to our Facebook page at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook and be a part of our Facebook family. It is there that you can get to know us. We can get to know a little bit, bit more about you. We also want you to go to our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our YouTube page at Yasha Ministry Walker on YouTube. Don't forget to join our group page. And as always, you better know that I love you, Elder Walker love you, but God will always love you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.